This is Farmer's Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. How's it, Mzanzi? Welcome to Episode 7 of Farmer's Inside Track. We unashamedly salute the unsung heroes of agriculture. We believe in the power of agriculture to create social cohesion. For those of you who don't know it yet, I'm Dor Numdu and I'm the editor of Food for Mzanzi. And with me, I have Iva Price, the co-founder of South Africa's leading agricultural and lifestyle news platform. How's it doing? You know we love agriculture, we love our farmers, we absolutely celebrate our farmers and our agripreneurs. And of course, Farmers Inside Track is an initiative to salute the up-and-coming farmers, the new entrants into agriculture, who need information and inspiration to help them through the part of the race between starting up and getting up to sprinting speed as commercial farmers, also as agri-processors. And these are the men and women who read South Africans' brilliant agricultural media with the resolve of one day getting to the place where the large-scale commercial farmers are but finding no useful information now to get there. And I think Farmers Inside Track, these podcasts are ideal to help them get there. And I have to admit, I've, it's been a crazy time <laughs> connecting with everyone, all of our farmers, but it's so worth it. And today I'm super excited to introduce Sibongile Kele, who is the Hillbrows rooftop farmer. Can you imagine Hillbrows rooftop farmer? In a city where people think nothing good can happen. It's known for drugs. It's known for extreme poverty. It's known for even prostitution, but not many people know that it's also the heart of inner-city agriculture. And I can't wait to hear what Sibungili's got on the mind. Wow, Mom, what did you put on this chicken? Well, I was trying a new recipe using grain-filled chickens. Oh, Mom, this is amazing. You can't go wrong with 100% South African farm-quality chicken. With a range of fresh, frozen and marinated products, make grain-filled chickens your number one choice. Grain-filled chickens from the farms of the Free State. Need we say more? If you want quality, ask for grain-filled chickens at a leading store. Grainfield Chickens. Bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za On to our guest today, Sibongi Lekele. Welcome. Welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Thank you. What a wonderful day. So just to get started, I mean, where did it all start for you? Picturing farming on a rooftop in Hillbrow. I'm sure people thought you were crazy when you thought of this idea. It was a great journey because with me as a student that also walked Hillbrow going to take a taxi to Newark, I never thought I would be farming in Hillbrow. Then when we were given an opportunity to go and study hydroponics farming, I was like, wow, what an opportunity. I took up the challenge. And being someone who grew up in Soweto where our father used to do community gardens, the passion that came from doing that it, it has actually encouraged me to say, you can leave your post job at Deloitte's as an auditor and come and do farming and be the solution that you want to see. And Hillbro, I always say it's the continent of Africa and we're changing the narrative about Hillbro. But listen, I have to put my cards on the table. If I wasn't working in agriculture and I met you, I would never have imagined you as a farmer. You look like a Joburg city girl and you a qualified accountant. How did you end up in agriculture? The passion that grew with us as children being in those community gardens and so on is what carried us. And it's something that you always take for granted. Then as you grow older, then you realize that there's passion. 
that needs to be done and also being in a purpose of bringing solution to where you come from. And the production itself, the setup of how actually everything came together, um, just a bit of a timeline of how that happened. Obviously, it didn't happen overnight. We all know that farming is a long-term investment. You can't, success doesn't happen just like that. Yes, we went on a training with the Urban Agriculture Initiative where we were taught how to do hydroponics training and we're also taught to use a waterless system. It saves a lot of water and you also need to be there to maintain that you check your flowers and your plants and your crops on a daily basis to check that the water supply is enough. And the training that we went on took about three months. And it was a commitment that I took to say, I'll do it for the three months. And then we were given opportunities to pitch our ideas. And when they saw the pitch that we gave to say, let's change the narrative about the city and shorten the food mile. So we took up that challenge. That's truly inspirational, but I find it a little bit crazy. Why would you give up your secure job, the security of great money as an accountant to become a farmer? It takes me back to purpose when you've got purpose and vision to see things change. And I always say to the people, my slogan is, be the change that you want to see. And when we were reading stats of how people have food shortage and all that, we said, we cannot sit and watch. We counting the numbers, can we look at changing the food system in our nation to say, we've got all the land, we've got all the rooftops that are lying fallow. Can we use that to change the food system in the inner city? But you obviously had to make some adjustments. I can't imagine the salaries being the same. The salary had to be cut, and that's a sacrifice that I had to take. But thanks to my husband and children for the support. And you really need a backup of family support when you go on a vision like this. So to farmers that are coming up, be ready to take that stride of saying, I'll take a salary cut to make this vision to grow. And when you finally obviously pitched your idea, you had your plans in place, you were now going to start farming on this rooftop in Hillbrow. What was the response of the community around you? Did they think of you as crazy? Like I said before, was it something that they actually said, okay, wow, we want to be part of this, we want to join you? At first, they didn't understand why rooftop. Then I said, can we maximize the space that we have in the inner city? And after they came for the visit to see what we were doing, most people were excited to say we're seeing the change in the inner city and also greening the city by setting up rooftops. What's been your biggest moment of breakthrough after you journeyed from being an accountant to a farmer? My greatest breakthrough was when seeing the rooftop producing and we were picking the first vegetables from the rooftop. And that was like, wow, finally the vision that we've been looking at, it's gone up and it's been implemented and we're bringing the change in the inner city. And funding? How did you fund this? It was a, a loan that we got from the UAI, which the other guys who gave us the training. What's the UAI? I've never heard about them. It's, the, it's an association that does urban agriculture. It's an initiative which they started to help farmers in the inner city to come and be farmers within the city. And don't, if you don't mind just me indulging this for a minute, why would they give you funding? I mean, you have no agricultural background. Um, how did you convince them? I did give them a story of where we started in Soweto. And they had a buy-in to say, we're happy that you went back to look at the passion that you have and also take it into a business. Because I also gave them a business plan on how we want to structure the whole 
model of doing farming on the rooftop. And a big part of the project as well is also outreach, the Outreach Foundation. Tell us a bit about that and how that forms part of what you do, bringing in the community and also engaging with them in that regard. We're situated at the Outreach Foundation where there's counselling that's going on for people who have issues, social issues. Then we've also got a crash. And the amazing part is that the whole rooftop is sitting on top of a crutch <laughs> and we're feeding the crutch with the produce that we're producing on the rooftop. Wow, goosebumps. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> it's amazing because, um, I mean, I've, I've seen farmers in action. It's not easy, Dawn. It's not easy, Sibungile. And it's a long-term game, as, as you said. Why is it important for you to even give back like that? It comes back to being the solution. You say you want to see the change in the communities. Are you going to bring in solution? And that's what came into my heart to say, we cannot have children just having pup and meat. Where are the vegetables? So let's overgrow the system. And we also have kids coming up to be trained on how to use the system. So we had a Mandela Day with the kids from the crash. 60 of them came upstairs and I showed them how to do their own small gardens at home. And we're still pushing for more students. How cute aren't those little faces? <laughs> Stop up. it, you're getting too broody. <laughs> getting too broody, yeah. Sibongile, obviously the journey doesn't end for you here. What does the future look like for you? The future is seeing households taking the food issue very serious to say, can we grow our own vegetables in their backyards and make the difference. And I always make cite an example in my community to say, can we remove the flowers from your patio and we put vegetables? And it makes a difference. Has there been moments where you thought, ah, screw this, I'm giving up? There are times where you feel you're not reaching that point and you're not getting the ear as much as you would want the audience because most people are like, yeah, will we make it or will we not make it? But I never give up because the tenacity is in finishing good and being the difference that you want to see in the community. But surely you can't always get yeses in life and, and most certainly in business. In business, you must understand that your your yes cannot always be there and you have to be courageous enough to say, let me start and do other things, diversify and look at other collaborations that you can do instead of saying I'm giving up on the vision. The vision is too great to give up on. And I know that your focus is also very strongly on women in agriculture and also supporting other women in agriculture, establishing some type of network. How important is that for you and how do you see it in the future of agriculture in this country? It's actually very important to form these networks. We've started an NPC called African Women in Agriculture Aware, where it's for farmers. We're doing an incubatorship of youth who want to come into farming. And we started with a farm in the box where we were going out to say, can we get corporates to sponsor these boxes so we can get them to communities to get the youth to start gardens in their backyards in the townships? And this has actually encouraged us to not only form partnerships here locally in South Africa, we're getting women outside South Africa to also join us and have this initiative. Do you even know how powerful this image is? When I grew up, uh, my image of a farmer was a white Afrikaans male. I never imagined a woman never mind a black woman, being responsible for my food. And it comes back to changing the narrative because I know there are people who still say women cannot farm. And farming has been done traditionally by women. When you visit the rural areas, the bulk of the women are out there farming. It's just that it has never been taken serious. And I'm really grateful that we're given an opportunity in this day and age to say as women, can we capture 
the moments and the changes that are being made by women out there in the agricultural space. Listen, Dawn, I want to flip this over to you. Not many people know that these farmers such as Sibungile has inspired you to do your own little thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to admit, putting me on the spot there. I have started growing my garden in my backyard, Sibungile, and I have to say that meeting women like you who farm and meeting the many women and and people in agriculture that I've come come across through Food from Zanzi and even Farmers Inside Track, it's inspired me. And I want to sit there where you're sitting in the next few years to say that I'm growing my own food, I'm growing food for my country, I'm growing food for my people. And it starts here. It starts where we are in Mzanzi. So thank you. You're welcome. And it's a pleasure to be an inspiration to even young kids that are coming up. And I'm really excited that when you do something, you always say, are they taking this serious? And I'm really, really touched by the fact that you took it serious and you changing the narrative about our food and the food system and encouraging indigenous knowledge and also encouraging people to start with the indigenous food that we have here in Africa. Yes, definitely, Sibungile. Um, I'll be sitting there where you're sitting, uh, maybe in the next two, three, four years, and I'll be coming back to you say, to say to you thank you again. Okay, so let's help people like Dawn. Let's help people who are dreaming about agriculture or maybe entrepreneurs in different fields listening. Give us some practical advice. Great. Dawn, one example outside, we met women in the Northwest, and I said to them, can you start with the little that you have in your hand? What do you have? And they were telling me they've got lemons, they've got mangoes and all that. And I said, what do you do with them? They said, no, we let it rot because sometimes we don't know what to do with it. And my challenge was very specific. I said, when I come next year, can we have leghole juice coming from Northwest? Can we have mango juice coming from Northwest? You go and collect and process that fruit because it's fruit that's lying there, but you're not using it. And commercialize it. At the end of the day, there will be juice, there will be acha as well from the mango. So it's a challenge to everyone to say, start wherever you are, start with the little that you have. But how do you find markets? With markets, let me explain what happens. When we started at the rooftop, we also have market days where we set up and we've also partnered with the Jobek places where they bring in tourists to the rooftop to say, can you bring in people to see what we're doing in the inner city? So we have market days and we also have markets where we go to Victoria Yards and we sell direct because the whole initiative is to say, can we shorten the food mile? There's food available. Can you pick and it comes from your farm to the fork. And then we also reduce the carbon footprint that we, we're having in the inner city because people have to drive far to get their food. Wow, I think I have everything I need in my pocket right now uh, just to suit my head around what's needed and what I need to do as an aspiring farmer. So I think you have to rush, but what's your dream for South Africa? And what what do you hope agriculture in this country would make possible? Well, agriculture is going to play a major role. Looking at the land issue, if land is released, can we maximize the use of the land? And my dream is to see eco-villages being set up in South Africa where when you have been given a land, can it also be turned into food that can be eaten by the people staying in that land? And this is what we're willing to say, can we teach you how? on how to maximize the use of the land and the space that we have. We've got lots of rooftops that are not being used. Can we come and set up and get women to come and work on those rooftops and produce food? And we have 
enough food to deal with the issues where we say in the next 10 years there will be a shortage of food when we have so much space, so much land that we can use. But is it important to actually own the land? It's very important. It's very important because even when you go for funding, the challenge that we face, they always say, do you own the land? Because infrastructure for farming, it's quite expensive. And to set up on a space where you can move at any point, if it's owned, the more is it easier for you to actually expand more. Talk about a go-getter and changing her life upside down and for the good of the country and for the good of farming and agriculture. Yeah, thank you for inspiring us at Food for Mzansi. And thank you for inspiring the many agripreneurs, the entrepreneurs listening to this podcast of Farmers Inside Track. Keep on keeping on. Thank you. And let's <laughs> be the change that we want to see in our nations. Thank you. That's a wrap from us. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food for Mzansi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.